Welcome to the podcast version of 32 Bar Cut, the show. A series for performers, about performers, made by performers. Every week, we give audition advice, share personal experiences, and sit down with fellow colleagues in the performing arts to chat about their life in the industry. If you are hearing this message, you are not currently a subscriber and will only be hearing the first half of the podcast. If you would like to hear the full interview, including the Curtain Call series, you'll want to head over to 32barcup.com, where you can find a link to our Patreon page. There you will have exclusive access to the entire video and private RSS podcast feed, as well as other subscriber-only content. Thanks for listening. Without further ado, on to the show. You may have seen him waving through a window, but you will soon see him on the Disney reboot of High School Musical, the musical, the series. But today he is sitting down with us to chat about his life as a performer. Welcome to the show, Roman Banks. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Also, that was the coolest intro I've ever heard. <laughs> thank you, thank you, that was amazing. Awesome, I'm so glad you enjoyed the the uh, intro that we created. How are you doing today? I'm doing really great. Uh, it's like, I woke up to a bunch of texts about people being like, it's so pretty outside, it's so warm. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I think it's like the highest day we've had in New York so far this year, 60, mm. it's like 62 outside. So I'm like, hey, if, if there's good vibes around me, you know, there's good vibes in here as well. So I'm doing good. Yeah, absolutely. I missed out. I normally walk our dog in the morning mm -hmm. and I uh, Austin took her this morning because I wasn't feeling my best. And now I'm like, oh, man, today was a good walking day. I missed out on that. I think it's supposed to get a lit like a like literally like two to three degrees warmer this week. So you've got a second chance. Okay, good, 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 good. Well, I'm glad that you're getting good vibes from wherever you are in New York. Mm -hmm. um, we're over in Brooklyn, so it is nice. I'm looking out the window and it is pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Mm -hmm. um, and so before we, we started the interview, you and I were chatting a bit and you just wrapped something pretty cool, which we're gonna talk about in the curtain call. Cool. So I'm excited to chat about that. But um, you came on the scene a few years ago as the first ever black dear Evan Hansen. And I will be so grateful when we don't have first ever black anything, but we're still moving towards that. But yeah. um, I'd love to hear about that ex that audition experience. I heard the story already at our Broadway Plus concert, but yeah. I, I I would love to hear it again. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, um, I was a huge fan of the show. Um, we had heard, my friend and I had heard about it uh, like being on Broadway. And it it was so funny. I was in, the first time I'd ever heard about it, I was in New York. And this is a story I actually don't tell that much. I was in New York with my best friend. His name's Logan Smith. He took me to New York. I couldn't afford a trip. It was to go audition for colleges, um, for a musical theater program specifically. And he had bought tickets to two Broadway shows. One of those was Waitress, which was which ended up being my first show because he took me with him. Um, and then one of those was Dearvin Hansen. And I remember he went to go see it uh, and he came back and we were like, how's the show? And he was like, it was just, he was like, Ben Platt's going to win the Tony. It's going to win Best Musical. It's so amazing. And I was just like, yeah, sure. Like, what? Because I had never seen a Broadway show. I didn't know what that was like. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, sure. Like, okay, whatever. Like, but I wasn't like dismissing it, but I was just like, it, like, it just sounded like a lot of like, okay, like you just love theater. And of course it was so amazing. Um, 
you know, and obviously that was before the cat. That was literally like this was January and the show had just opened maybe a few weeks ago. And so he was really part of the early crowd. Um, but anywho, uh, once the cast album dropped, I was uh, it was the summertime. And I just remember I was with my friend and we were like, we're going to put it on the car and we're just going to listen to it because it had been getting so much hype. Ben had been getting so much praise in the news and like we knew it was Pascal and Paul and we had already I think that year we were working on James and the Giant Peach, mm-hmm. which is a small show that they wrote uh, that gets licensed a lot to like junior theaters. And so we were like, oh, we love James and the Giant Peach. Like we can't wait to hear this. So we turned it on and and it was just like, man, like I remember we were in his driveway and we like let the car seats back down. And we were just like, this is incredible, incredible music. Um, and that really began my obsession with it. And I just remember I finally got to see it in November of 2017, I want to say. Uh, and I saw Ben and I was just like a kid at Christmas. Like I was like... <laughs> And so I was just like, man, this is amazing. And then, like, obviously, the more the more I saw the cast, I was like, yo, this is a really white show. And it didn't, <laughs> it reinforced the idea that I thought Broadway. Like, growing up, I didn't want to do Broadway. When I realized I wanted to be an actor, I did not want to do Broadway because I was like, Broadway is for white people. It's it's like I don't sing like that. I don't dance like that. Um, that's just not for me. Um, and I never even thought more of it. I was just like, Broadway's for white people. And then um, this show, like. It was Hamilton that changed my opinion on that matter, but it was like this show that I like saw myself in. Um, And I don't have anxiety. Like I don't struggle with that very much, but it was just like the idea of like feeling isolated within a group space. And for Evan, that experience is like in school. And for me, that was like being a part of theater. Like I was always... Oh, sorry. I was always like the only black kid in this theater group. I was like the only black kid in this theater group. I was the only black kid in this performance or something. And it felt like it was like a joke of mine. But at the center of it, I was like, I don't want that to be the case. And so I tweeted Ben Platt and I was like, could there ever be a black Evan Hansen asking for a friend? Um, And I thought nothing of it, you know. Um, I was like, you know, by the time there's a black Evan Hansen, I was in my first year of college. I was like, someone else will have done that by the time I leave. Um, and yeah, I just kind of went on about my day and I just dreamed about it. I was super obsessed with the show. I had watched the bootleg so many times. Sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was like a few months later, we head into 2018. I'm, I'm in my second semester at Shenandoah Conservatory in Virginia. Um, and I saw the open call through Tara Rubin's Facebook page. And I was like, oh, my God, and Evan has an open call. I'd love to go. Um, we were about like a four-hour drive from New York. And I emailed them, and I was like, are you guys considering black people for this role? And mm-hmm. they were like, yes, we're considering all ethnicities. And I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. I, I, I want to audition. And so I told my the head of our program I was auditioning, and he was like, be careful. And I was like, okay and then, so uh luckily there was a senior at our school who had been going in for auditions um uh and had been getting a few callbacks and people at the school were really excited for him because they're like yo he might just do this um and he was going up to audition for them separately and he, we were like can we ride with you and he's like yeah so he drove us up the night before we stayed at his friend's house in new jersey i like slept on the guy's couch and we took the ferry over super early in the morning. 
Um, and we waited in line for like four hours. There were like 500 people there that day. I was like number like three, I want to say like 325, 335. I think I counted like five black kids there that day. Um, so many blue polos. Um, <laughs> and they, and they like, so many people in blue polos. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I went in, I sang 16 bars of a song by Georgia Stick called Prepared. Mm-hmm. And um, I left and I thought I, I was proud of, you know, my work. And I was just like, you know, and now it is what it is. Um, and then the next day I was in a master class at my school for the seniors in our program. And I got a call back on my phone and I could not believe it was for Jared. And I was just like, what? Like, hot? Huh? Like, I just remember like screen. I was like looking to the left and my right. I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, my God. And then my roommate was sitting with like two seats down from me. And he got a call back from Evan for Evan. Um, and I was a little I was a little jealous. I was like, why did he get a call? Back? Oh, whatever. I was like, whatever. But he was like, we were both super excited. Everyone was like, oh, my God, you guys got called back. So we, um, it was a self-tape callback. Uh, I think, literally, I think that was my first ever self-tape, now that I think about it. Um, and I had a friend who was, like, getting into camera equipment world. And, like, my self-tape was clean. Like, I had a <laughs> white backdrop, like, 1080p, high-dev camera. I had the little mic on my shirt. Like, I was coming to you with the quality. Um <laughs> Uh, and so we ran through the scenes. I felt really good about them. And we ran through the song. I sent it off. Uh, my roommate had to send us some stuff for Evan. We ended up getting called back again, both of us, to go to New York. I go to New York. I'm like looking at his sides while he's in the shower. I'm like <laughs> singing, waving through a window in my voice lessons because I'm like, yo, I want to play Evan. Like, that's who I feel most closely connected to in this show. Like, I know that's inside of me. I want the opportunity to showcase that should there be one. Um, and meanwhile, I don't think he ever knew. I don't think he ever knew that I was like looking at his stuff. Um, I mean, he might know now. But <laughs> any, <laughs> anywho, we take a bus back up to New York. Uh, we stay on one of my friend's couches and we go in. And uh, at the time, I didn't know who Michael Greif was, director of Rent, huge deal. He was in the room. And I went through all my Jared sides and they were like, good stuff, good stuff. And I was like, thank you. And then they were like, Michael Greif was like, do you know any Evan material? And I always tell people it was like that moment in a movie where like someone sees like the love of their life and like time slows down and it like zooms in and like they see like the white light and their eyes light up. Like that was what it was for me. Like I was like, yo, everything I've ever like dreamed of manifested in that simple question could be like, the door to like my dream coming true. And so all that flashed in my head and I didn't want to come off too confident because <laughs> that would have been a little weird. And I was like, I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I know my way around it. And then they were like, you, they were like, you know your way around it. And I was like, I was like, yes, I am familiar with the Evan material. And then they were like, okay. They were like, let's do waving through a window. And I was like, okay. And I just remember like, the first chorus like dun, 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 like I just remember feeling like this is it like this is the moment like you get to do this you get to show them what you feel inside of yourself like all you have to do is show them what you feel and I was just like let's go like I was so excited um 
I, <laughs> they probably knew I was like looking at it a little bit because like they were like, let's do waving through a window. And I was like, do you want the audition cut or do you want the full version? And then they were like, uh, the audition <laughs> cut. And I was like, gotcha. <laughs> like I was ready. I'm, you were not going to catch me slipping with this dream. And I did it. And they were like, I saw them like talking to each other, like whispering while I was singing. And then they were like, let's do the first monologue. And I uh, had the paper in my hand and I was like, reading through. And then they were like, uh, how far away are you? And I was like, oh, I'm just like a four hour bus ride. And then they were like, <laughs> <laughs> like I literally said it like that. And they were like, okay, well, we wanna see you soon. We wanna see you read for both these characters again. And I was just like, like I remember running outside, call my mom. I was like, mom, you'll never believe what just happened. They asked me to read for Evan. It went well, they wanna see me again. Like I got a call back on the spot. And like within an hour of that, I had had like an email telling me like the next time I was going to come back. I mean, like it was, it was, I could not comprehend it. So, and by the way, it was like snowmageddon in New York that day. Like it was, my feet were frozen, but like you could not kill my vibe that day. Anywho, like a week later, two weeks later, I come back. I come and audition for Evan and Jared. I was the only person like in the room that was auditioning for two people. So they didn't know where to put me. So like I showed up at like 9 a.m. My audition was like for 10 a.m. I don't think I got seen till like 1.30. Whoa. And I kept, yeah, and I kept seeing so many people go ahead of me. And I was like, if you're reading for Jared and you're reading for Evan, like why can't they just call me in? And like I read for both of them or I like bridge both of them and I leave. But they were like, I ended up getting, getting lunch with like the boys that I was there with. Like it was so weird. I, it was, I was there much longer than I expected to be. This is also the most in-depth I've ever gone in about my audition <laughs> process. And, uh, and we come back. I'm like, man, when am I going to go in? And one of the ladies r running the whole thing comes to me and she's like, hey, today's a crazy day. Um, I don't know if we're going to see you for Evan. So just go in and do your Jared stuff and like, we'll find another time. And I was like, uh, I was like, okay, sure. I mean, I've only been here for like four hours, but okay. I go in and they were like, all right, Roman, we're gonna start with the Jared stuff. And I was like, cool. And then they were like, scene one. And I did scene one. And they literally like, they were like, scene two. And I was like, cool. And they're like, great, good, good for you. And I was like, okay, cool. And they were like, <laughs> can we do the first Evan side? And I was like, sure. And like, cool. I ended it. They were like, great, can we do the second side? I was like, cool. They're like, great, can we do words fail? I was like, cool. They're like, can we do waving through a window? I was like, cool. They're like, can we do the scene with your mom? I was like, cool. Like literally it was, there was no feedback in between. It was literally like scene one, scene two, this song, this scene, this song, this song. And then I finished and they were like, great, thank you. And that's lit. And then I walked out and I was like, what just happened? Like it was, it was, I think I was in there for like 20 minutes, but we just, it was so back and forth. It was the first time I've ever like cried in an audition. So I was like proud of myself because like, I was like, you know, living out the material, I guess. And I left and I, it was such a blur that I really didn't know how I did besides like the fact that I was like successfully at Cried and I audition. And then I left and like the people outside were like, oh, you sounded great. And I was like, really? Thank you so much. <laughs> and I like made a journal about it and I like updated all the people who were like dying to hear how that day went. And I went home and I was like, regardless of what happened, I was extremely prepared. I didn't mess up on anything. And I was like, I know that if they don't go with me, you know, it wasn't because of my lack of preparation. 
So I go home and I was used to hearing about auditions up until that point between like 28, 24 to 48 hours after my audition. Mm -hmm. So that time passed and I was like, okay. And then like 72 hours passed and I was like, all right, that's a little weird. And then like a week passed and I was like, oh my God. Um, And then it was two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, two months. Two months. Two months. No word, no email, text, nada. I was like, all right. Like I had moved on. I had accepted it. I was like, I tried my best. It didn't work out. That's fine with me. Um, and I'm reading the breakdown for like literally um, it was some, some, I forget the name of those types of theaters, but it was a theater doing like the first all black Oklahoma production. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like reading the breakdown for it. Cause I think w- once I had gone in for Dear Evan Hansen, a few other people, I think, through Taya Rubin's casting had like given me breakdowns for stuff and I'm reading it and I had already had a summer job lined up. I had a trip to London lined up, non-refundable by the way. Uh And (laughs) they call me and I get a call from New York, New York. And I was like, yo, this can only be Evan Hansen. There's no one else calling me from New York for no reason. So I like see it. I like, I look at my phone. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I look, reach down on my iPad and I press record because I was like, this has to be a good conversation. And they were like, is this Roman Banks? And I was like, mm-hmm. And they were like, okay. And then they were like, <laughs> and then they invited me back to New York for like this Evan intensive where they were like, you know, we want to spend a few days with you, take you to see the show um, and like, you know, audition you again. And I was like, no like I was just like blown away they're like we'll send over the email stuff tonight I ran to my best friend's room he was in the shower I was like you have to let me in he's like why whatever I was like you I was like I, I can't tell you just let me in I ran in his place I'm like yo like I got a call back he was like what I was like yeah I got a call back they want to like take me out to New York like stay there for a few days he's like what we were like crying. I was like telling everyone under the sun, not everyone under the sun, but like, you know, the close family and friends that I had kept updated throughout the process. Um, we went to Chick-fil-A to celebrate. It was a great <laughs> night. And I go back to New York. I'm auditioning. Right? We go see the show. They're like, can we work your Jared sides back in? I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm like doing Evan and Jared sides. I'm like there with like five other boys. I'm the only one doing Jared sides. They're like, we heard you doing Jared's eyes. What was that about? And I was like, oh, like, that's just how I started the audition process. They just wanted to see how that was, like, recheck up on it. I was lying. They told me specifically not to tell those other boys that I was doing Jared's eyes. <laughs> and then literally the day before my audition, like, um, they they introduced the Connor sides to me. And then they were like, can you just read it? And I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not a conner, but okay. Um, they're like, can you yeah, can you just read it? And I read it and uh they were like, Cool, we want you to audition with these tomorrow. And like this whole process, I had been sitting with material for like weeks, workshopping it with teachers, other students of mine, memorizing it to a T. And I was like, uh, okay. And so the boy, the other boys were like going out that night. I still had to keep this secret from them. Um, and I was like, I can't really go out tonight, but y'all stay fine. I just want to get my rest. And then they were like, oh, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, okay. 
And I'm at home, like trying to memorize these sizes. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to like separate all this stuff in my brain? I go in the next day. They're auditioning us one by one in the hallway. I audition. I read for Evan, Connor, and Jared. I come outside. They're like, uh, oh, and I was staying. And then all the other boys were leaving. And they're like, why are you staying? And I was like, oh, I'm just, they wanted to see something again. I don't know. Um, and then they bring me back in. I do the whole audition completely over again because they recorded at that time, no pressure. And then I leave and then Tara Rubin's like, we'll see you soon. And I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, see me soon. I was like, yo, so I'm like on cloud nine. I go back home, um, it's summertime by that time. By the way, to make this trip, I had to miss my London trip. Um, mm. So yeah, I was like, ooh, okay, all right, okay. Um, I go back home. They they're like, "Yo, we want to see you in two weeks with this material," and it was like, it was crazy. They were like, "You're gonna come in. You're gonna do a 30 minute audition with the associate team, and then you're gonna do an hour long audition with the entire team." And I was like, "Bro, I was like, oh, I gotta warm up, man." So I fly back to New York. I I've been rehearsing my butt off those two weeks. I was at home. A lot of like voice lesson over. FaceTime with my teacher from school. Um, and I go in Pearl Studios and they have rented out the entire floor. And I was like, yo, what? Like it was, I had never seen it like that in my life. And they were like, go to this room. It'll have your name under it. And I expected it to be under Roman Banks, but it was under Dear Evan Hansen. And right then I was like, yo, like I already feel like a part of this show. Like they didn't put it under my name. They put it under their name. And I went in there and I warmed up and I took my, I did the 30 minute audition. And then I like came back and then I think they called me in. Like Alex Lackamore was there. I was a huge fan of Hamilton. So I was like pissing my pants inside. <laughs> Pasek and Paul walked by me. I fell off a bench when I went to go <laughs> shake hands. <laughs> No, I fell off a bench and then like, yeah. And then binge pass it came around the corner and he was like, I didn't see that. And I was like, thank God. And he helped me up. That was literally the first time I ever met Ben Fassett. I go inside and there's like 14 from what I know to be like, basically very well off people, all lighter complexion or just white people behind. Yeah, it's just for like 14 white people behind the table, this huge room, and just me. Uh, and I had like full afro back then. Like I was just like, wow. Um, and they were like, okay, like let's start with waving through a window. And I was like, I like couldn't even look at the table. I remember the first 30 seconds of the song. I couldn't look at the table. I had to like look in the upper corner of the room because I was just so nervous. I was like, this is such an intimidating room. One, because I know like this is it. Like I either get the job after this or I don't. Mm -hmm. And I had seen like when I was in the associate audition, I had seen like two other like headshots on the sheet. So I was like, oh, it's between me and two other guys. So I auditioned and it was a long audition, um, but I was in a very calm space. Uh, and I thank God for that. And I go outside and there's like two like, 40 year old white men on the bench. And I was like, hold on a second. I was like, it was me and two other headshots on that list. I was like, 
are they only seeing me today? I was like, did I already get the job? I was like, was this just like a confirmation type of meeting? Because they were like, wait outside. And I was like, I already did everything. I was like, I know they don't want to see me sing again. So I'm out there for 20 minutes. I'm texting everyone. I'm like, yo, this could be it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Stacy Mendich comes outside. She's like, walk with me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she like pulls me over to the desk and she's like, we would like to welcome you as the Evan Connor Jared position here with us on Broadway. And I was like, huh? And then she was like, and we would need you here in two weeks. And I was like, <laughs> I remember I like grabbed the desk behind me and I was like, <laughs> what? And then she was like, I know, I know. She was like, take your time. Xavier's gonna run this thing down with you and then call your mom. And I was like, okay. And I just remember I was like, I had to like act all like cool cause they were like breaking it down for me. And then I was just like, I'm about to scream. I need a place, I need a place <laughs> to scream. And I go in the elevator and I was like, okay, I finally get to scream as soon as these doors are closed. Right as the doors are closing, uh, Steven Levison who wrote the book for Dear Evan Hansen like walks in the elevator and he was like, hey. And I was like, hey. And then he was like, pretty nice job back there. And I was like, thanks. And I was like, all the while, it's like, wow, Steven Levison's in the elevator with me. But I was also like, I need a scream, man. Like, you couldn't have waited <laughs> for the next elevator? Oh, my God. So I completely go through the motions. I go off the elevator with him. I walk outside with him. I'm like, have a good day. He's like, have a good day. I'm like, cool. I turn right back around. I go right back in the elevator, and I just press the top floor. And I was just like, I'm going to scream now. And I just, like, screamed, and I was jumping up and down. It, it opened at the top floor. I stopped screaming. It closed again. I screamed all the way back down. <laughs> and then I <laughs> and I just called my mom and I just started going through my call list. And I was like, you're never going to believe this. They just offered me the job on the spot. And like there were so many tears on the phone. And I walked in front of the theater and I was just like looking. I was like, I'm going to be working here. Like this is going to be my job. I didn't even know what an understudy was. I was just like lit. And that was how I got the job. And I, I mean, I've literally never gone into death that much with the story before, but that's how my dream came true. I, um, I went home and it was, I didn't find a place in two weeks. I was in a hotel my first week at Evan Hansen. Um, and then I slept on my auntie's couch the second week. And then I, by the grace of God, I finally found a place in East Harlem. Um, but yeah, I like, Packed up my life at 19 and I moved to New York with like no friends, no family, just like a dollar in a dream, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> a few dollars in a dream. Um, and yeah, that's that's how the journey began. That is such an amazing story. And what you. I love most about it, honestly, is your 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 spirit about the whole thing. Like you had vision. Yeah. You had vision the whole from the from the get go. You had vision like like sneaking your your roommates' sides. You know, <laughs> right. you're like, no, this is for me though. Like, I I get it, but this is for me. Right. And you kept that the whole time. I mean, honestly, to wait two months to hear anything is is extensive, and it can drive somebody crazy. Yeah. But what I love is that you were still expecting because it, it's it's like you knew. No, mm -hmm. this is for me. I, I, it's very clear to me that this is in my future. 
I'm just waiting for y'all to realize that. And then we'll, you know, right. yeah. I mean, that's how it's gotta be. Like, I'm not trying to have another kid like me grow up and be in his theater class and think, I don't want to do this because this is for white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to break that down. But like, white people think this is for white people. So like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta walk in there like, I, I forget who, I think it was Audrey McDonald who was like, auditioning is like, oh, what did she say? It's so good. I, I think I forgot. I think she was like, auditioning is like, you're just, you're just showing them that you already have what it takes to do the job. And like, they're, like, they're the ones with the hard choice to make. Like, you already have like made it up. It was something like that. But it like changed the way I saw auditioning because it was like, I know I can do this. Like, I just need to show y'all that I, like, I can do this. And when I think that like you can sense that energy when someone walks in a room, when someone walks in the room, like I got this, it's just a matter of if y'all like me or not. And I think people notice that calmness and people notice. And it also helped that like, I wasn't a huge Broadway, like nerd kind of kid. So like when these huge names were in the room up until that last audition, like I didn't know who Michael Greif was. I didn't know who Stacey Mendich was like walking in there. So it was just like, I just had a dream. I was like, all I know is I saw Ben Platt on that stage and he was doing something magnificent and I want the chance to do something as magnificent as that. Um, I wasn't phased by like, you know, the the likelihood or the percentages or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, I know I'm born to do this, be an actor, so to speak, not born to play this role. But I was like, I know I can play this role. And I think that, that attitude and my faithfulness in the whole journey in the terms of like one working on my craft, but also just knowing that like God is going to have me regardless. Like that's what, I think that's what kept me so confident the whole time. Um, and yeah, I mean like, so I, it, it, looking back on it, I mean, it doesn't feel like it happened, especially now after the pandemic, but yeah, I mean like it did. And I made sure to journal after every single audition because I, I I still have the emails in my in my personal folder on Google because I'm like I don't ever want to forget the excitement I had I don't ever want to forget how this began I don't ever want to forget the fact that I can do anything I put my mind to I have a picture of myself as Evan in my kitchen because I'm like anytime I feel like yo I can't do this or this is too hard or like I don't know how how this is gonna turn out like. I have to remember like that was a seven month journey from start to finish or what March, April, May, June. Okay. That was a four month journey from start to finish. But four <laughs> months is, I mean, that's a quarter of a year for yeah. one job. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, looking at that always makes me remember like, if I did that, I can do literally anything. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's the motto. Absolutely. It's, um, it's interesting too when you, when you spoke about not being intimidated by yeah. the creative team. I I can identify with that when I first started. I'm I'm not a theater. I wasn't a theater kid either. I didn't Same, know yeah. anything. And when I got my start, uh, I was auditioning at a, a I guess a popular, pretty popular um, theater in Chicago. I got my start in Chicago. 
Oh, cool. And uh, not Chicago the musical, but Chicago the city. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's a good theater city. So I was like, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so uh, when I'm walking in the room, if I had known who was behind the table, I might have been nervous. But right. I didn't know anyone. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to sing some Porgy and Bess. Let's do it. You know, I'm, I have classical background. I feel good about this. You know, let's go. And I, I, I wasn't nervous. But yeah. over time, and I'm curious if you're feeling this yet, and I hope you never do, because like I said, you're in energy and your spirit about everything is just so focused. It's really lovely to see. But over time, I started feeling the pressure because I knew who was behind the table or I knew mm. they had won Tonys or I knew what was riding on this. And um, I knew who was in the waiting room with me. And I'm like, there's no chance I'll book this. I just saw, you know, such and such. I don't know. <laughs> right, and I'm like, right. you know, uh, on top of, you know, thinking now nah, they're going to go with a white girl. I'm also thinking now nah, they're going to go with someone that's already made a name for herself. Mm, um, yeah. And so those those feelings start to shift, but it's so good to hear your story because it reminds me that none of that really should matter, but we right. like we like let it come into our mind space and it like clouds all the stuff that really does matter. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people, I've seen my friend who's done one Broadway show go beat out like Gat Matarazzo from Stranger Things for a role, you know? And so like, and I've seen me in in a, I, I don't even know the percentage of like 500 to five, right? What is it? I don't even, I should know that, but <laughs> you was <laughs> like what five. Yeah. That's a hundred. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, I think that's a 0.05% just in that small group of me being chosen for this role. And then you add on the layer of me having black skin, looking at Broadway with no, like, the percentages, if I had broken it down like that, I would have been like, man, I'm never going to do this. But it's like, mm, like, why waste time thinking about percentages when like you can put that time into like believing in yourself? And I think here's what Audra said. She said, the people behind the table want you to do your best. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about it like that. Like you think like, oh, my God, this is so nerve wracking. Like, oh, it's so intimidating. But like they're those are your biggest cheerleaders, like. The people behind the table are like, please make our job easy so we can cast you and be done with this. Because mm -hmm. people don't love sitting in a room for 10, 12 hours a day. And so if you go in there and you can just sh shake off everything and shine like the diamond you are in whatever capacity that might be, like they want that from you. And so like that's what calms me. And I think like there's... I don't think I'll ever be nervous being in a room with people because like, it's the same thing as when I meet celebrities. It's like, you're just a person. Like backstage at Dear Evan Hansen, there were times when celebrities would come back by um, and I would meet them and I'd be like, oh, you're just a person. Like you're <laughs> not this like larger than life figure I see on the screens and stuff. Like you're, you're flesh and bone just like me. And so like, whenever I've met someone famous, it it just, it's never really phased me because I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. Like we're made of, scientifically, we're made of the same material. You know what I'm saying? Like you just ended up where you're at right now and I'm where I'm at right now. Um, and so I don't, I think that will follow me the rest of my career unless like, I think there's only like a few people, like if I walked in a room and Beyonce was in there or I walked in a room and like Bruno Mars was in there, like that would probably get me a little rattled, but other than that, like, yeah, I just can't see it because, like, 
when I find like when I can see from my own eyes that we are literally just both human beings, it, there's something about that for me that's just like there's nothing to be nervous about. Like we're on the same plane here, you know? And so I don't know. That's just always helped me. <laughs> I think it's gonna get you far. I mean, you're already on your way so soon, so early in your career, which is so cool. So, oh, you. and you're gonna meet a lot of more famous people. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing like, that you're not faced. <laughs> ask me in like five years if I still feel that way. Let's right. See. Barack Obama comes over and you're like, oh, he's I'm just like, flesh and wow. bone. <laughs> I'm good. You just flesh oh, and bone, shit. man. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he could, be, he could be on that list. Honestly, I would be more pressed to meet Michelle than I oh, would my God. Barack. I know I'm I'm so inspired by her. I feel like I wouldn't know what to say because I would feel like everything every, any words I had to say would not be worthy of her ears. I'm just like my sentences are so minuscule and insignificant. <laughs> when I start to feel like like when I meet people, I feel like there's people who get praised so much that I'm mm -hmm. like do I even take the time to like thank them and praise them because that's all they hear like will that even like be unique in this experience at all or do I just treat them like a regular human, like I never know if I should be like, real quick, I just got like that. Most of the time it's like, <laughs> most of the time I'll be normal with someone. And then like, if there's a moment, I'll be like, yo, by the way, like you created my favorite thing ever. And I just gotta tell you like, <laughs> thank you so much. That's what I did when I met Lin-Manuel Miranda at a party um, for like the Fosse Verdon premiere. I like snuck in his booth and I was like, I really should not be doing this. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't not, you got a whole show about not throwing away your shot. I can't just not meet you tonight. We're like in five feet of each other. He's sitting down talking to people and I'm like, uh, hi, my name is Roman Banks. I'm in Dear Evan Hansen. I just really want to thank you. Like you're the reason I'm in this room tonight, blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, like you are blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can we just take a photo? Like, like I didn't say it like that, but I was like, it would mean the world to me if like, he get a photo or something and he was like yeah and i look back at his face in the photo and he's like <laughs> like he, he doesn't look mad but he doesn't look like happy you know and i'm <laughs> oh man oh man i don't know i don't know if that's just like what he thought looked cool in that photo or if he like was like who is this little boy trying to <laughs> creep into my section at this party i don't know but like would i change anything about it Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Like that, because like you have to, man. Like I feel like you have to pay homage to the people that like got you to where you were, or are, whether they know it or not. Yeah, you know. And Definitely. like, if you, if you have a moment to like really make that connection, then make it. And like one day, he probably does not remember that at all. But maybe <laughs> one day I can be like, can you tell me the truth behind this face? Like what you were feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does this face mean? I I was at a gala with uh with some Lion King peeps and were you at the one Beyonce went to? No, no, oh. I missed that. Uh, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> I missed that one. But no, um, Samuel L. Jackson was there along with like a bunch of people who have inspired me my whole life, right? Yeah. But I was like, but no, 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 Samuel L. Jackson is the uh, the the next table, right? So while everyone's mingling and everything, it's like happy hour. Uh, Jelani, uh, Jelani Remy and I uh, work up the nerve to go over and ask him for a photo. 
Oh my God. And he's like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, you know. And you know, we're taking a photo with Samuel Jackson and his assistant took the photo. I think handler, assistant, I don't know who this woman was, but Uh she had shaky hands. (laughs) You can't recognize anyone in the photo. Wait, really? No one, we all looked like figures. Oh, and then she no. handed it back, like, here you go. And me and Jelani are like, thank you. And he's yeah, walking you're so away. No, you're not going to look at the photo before you walk away. You're Absolutely like, just, not. You got it. Yeah, I got it. It's done. She took, Sandra took it, whatever her name was. And then we look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and we look at each other. And, you know, just all the all the curse words, all the profanity is, like, flowing. And um, that was oh, that. No, 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 no. That oh, my was gosh. that. That's a good, see, I had my best friend with me. I brought my best friend with me to that party because you were allowed to take one guest. I was like, yo, come to New York. We're going to get you a suit. You better get ready for the flyest night of your life. Like, this is going to be, <laughs> di- like, this is different. We ain't never been to a party like this. Um, and he, I mean, like, it was true. Like, they were like, they were like, like gymnasts on hula hoops hanging from the ceiling, slowly spinning around, pouring champagne and giving us glass. Like it was, it was a different type of, I was dancing next to Sam Rockwell and, oh, what is her name? Sam Rockwell. And she, she literally won the Emmy for playing uh, Verdon, I believe. Michelle Williams? Yeah, I was dancing next to Michelle Williams and Sam Rockwell. Wow, wow, wow. Anthony Ramos and Jasmine, what's her name? Jane, oh my God, I'm so bad. Cephas, Cephas Jones, Yeah, Cephas yeah, Jones? Jasmine, okay. Cephas Jones. We're like to my right. I'm like, Lynn is over there in the corner. <laughs> like it was crazy. I was like, yo, what's going on? But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just dance just my heart cool, out. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, man, like it was one of the best nights of my life. And so, and I, and I knew my best friend was not gonna blow that photo. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it was before a night mode had been out, but you know, we edited it. We we got we got the faces visible. We edited it pretty well. So it sounds like a memorable night. But I oh, bet man. what must have been more memorable was your Broadway debut. That is true. That is true. <laughs> um, yeah. Poof. Uh, I could go on and on about that. I'm gonna let you just ask whatever. <laughs> Because that was a day. That was a day. Okay. So, okay. So you booked it. You moved to New York. You yeah. were kind of misplaced. You were in a hotel. Then you were on your auntie's couch. And now you have a place in Harlem, which I can totally identify with. Because when I moved to New York, I w- was subletting. I didn't really have a place yet. And it's just like, you can't really settle. Because you're like in somebody else's bed. And you're like, I really just want to, you know, I want to feel normal. I want to like go to the fridge and have breakfast and it not be weird, you know? Yes. So yes. you went through the rehearsal process, which if it's anything like your audition process, was it like super intense? I mean, covering three roles sounds super intense. Yeah, what made it even more, I don't, obviously I have nothing to base it off of besides like high school shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what was crazy about it was that they were starting up the tour. Like I was replacing Ben Levi Ross who went out to play Evan on the tour. Okay. So they were starting up the tour while I was uh, rehearsing, which was cool because I had a lot of people to audition with. I mean, sorry, a lot of people to rehearse with who were like, we all wanted to know our lines. We all wanted to hear Adrian and I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the show thus far. 
If you'd like to hear the full interview and get access to the curtain call, head on over to 32barcut.com, where you can find a link to our Patreon page. There you will have exclusive access to the entire video collection and private RSS podcast feed, as well as other subscriber-only content. All right, that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.